September's JLS show. Hello. Evening. Good evening. <laughs> well, good day. But yeah, welcome. It's man. It's it's we nearly gone to double digits of months of the year, haven't we? We have. Well, it's the thirteenth of October today, and tomorrow is the fourteenth of October, and we do actually have a special feature related to what's happening tomorrow, and of course tomorrow it's National Album Day. The theme for this year is debut albums. So we've got a little treat for our listeners later on in the show. And we're going to be picking our favourite debut albums and our favourite track from our favourite debut albums. All in aid of NADS. That's National Album Day. <laughs> so that's coming later. So yeah, anyway, it's been a... What, what did you think of September's playlist? Looking at the statistics, Lenny, you've made a comeback this month, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Strong. About time. Come back, King. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so apart from the, the NAD special feature, we're going to work through our top threes and then we'll have our hidden sleeve. And uh, Stu will introduce hidden sleeve again for you, just for any new listeners who uh, who have come to the show, what, what that exactly is. So um, start off with you then, Lenny, my man, for this September's top three. And you've gone with one of mine. Yes. Yeah, Ron Gallo. He's been around for a while, hasn't he? You don't know much about him, do you? I was going to say, I don't know this guy. This is all no. new to me. Um, He's been on the playlists quite a while. I've been putting him on the playlist, should I say. Okay. I do like him. Um, this is Ron Gallo and Entitled Man.
That was uh, Ron Gallo in Total Man. He's from America. Uh, Philadelphia, I think he's based in now, but he was born in New Jersey. I guess yeah. he was American. He is. I'd like to see him. I would actually like to see him live. He's one of them artists that I tend to miss if he has been around on tour. How long has he been around for? Ronnie, which is his album in 2014. So. Right. So, yeah, he's been around for a while, I think. Yeah, I think 2017 was his first album, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> you may well be right there, Stooky. You may well be right. Despite mate. what Wikipedia may say. <laughs> Ronnie, 2014. Yeah, okay. Well, he's, he's, he's got that garage punk feel, any he? he has, though. It's just what appealed. Um, and I quite like quite like the lyric. What about you, Stooky? You know what? I just didn't get that uh, when I listened to it earlier. And I've listened to it a couple of times, at least. But <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. Under a quality pair of cans. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds great. Jeez, we're missing advertising revenue here because you can actually advertise the headphones that you're wearing, Stu. I've ordered a pair of the Sennheiser um, Bluetooth ones that you uh, recommended. So they better be good. Otherwise, I'm going to send them <laughs> back to you for a refund. <laughs> and we have received no plugs or money from Sennheiser. But yeah. Sennheiser, if you are listening, uh, please send us free... Free headphones. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, thumbs up from everyone there. Um, yeah, absolutely. I was I was going to say, Stooky, your next one, your next number three. So, Mr. Robert, uh, Dirty Sound, DSM, Dirty Sound Magnet. How come this one's on, Stu? Again. I like it, yeah. Uh, no, it just, it grabs me right from the off. The, the sound that you know, I bang on about sound and guitar tones and that. I just think it's a great sound. And it does crack me up that, you know, we read the bio in the last, last month's episode and, how they said they make music like, you know, like no music's existed before. <laughs> this couldn't be any more 70s-infused Zeppelin-era guitar-based. Yeah. If they tried, it's just yeah. absolutely <laughs> ridiculous thing to say. This. So I can only assume they've done it with a tongue firmly in cheek. Well, here we go. This is Dirty Sound Magnet. I don't, still don't like the name, but that's Dirty Sound Magnet and Mr. Roberts. I know for sure You took a ride With me Took a ride with me Please I'm for Lifetime slavery And I'll stop the streets And the tears will move me so Spread my name around to spread my name around. I know you did.
and it sounds there like he's trying to whisper and sing in your ear at the same time. <laughs> As a good doctor should. It's completely unique, isn't it? Never heard anything like it before. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It's a new form of music, isn't it? Groundbreaking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't take the piss. I really like it. But... <laughs> I know, yeah, you're taking the piss out of a, a group and a song that you really like. No, no we're, we're taking the piss out of the bio. But they wrote it, or at least their management did. Yeah. Now, this, this particular tune has got more listens than the one we played last month, which was Body and Mind. This, this one, to me, is a lot more... Um, derivative of 70s stuff it whereas the, the the body and mind was quite was quite different i thought i need to get past the name i think of this band to get really like them it's hard to get past the name i don't know There's so many crap yeah. band names aren't there i mean i don't think it's great but it's not bad <laughs> it's definitely agreeable i wouldn't say i'm blown away by it but it's okay i probably won't be listening to it in five years time but um the album was worth investigating, and that was a track that stuck out. And the fact that this album's called DSM Three is it their third one? Um, no, it's not actually. It's their fourth one. So it's a little joke there. Irony. Uh, to be fair, one of them is a live one, so it is their third uh, studio album. Oh, not Swiss irony then. The Swiss aren't really known for irony <laughs> and stuff like that. So then, getting on. Um, Finally, Lowney, you're back in the game, mate. Back in the game. Me number three. And Wooloo, yes. South. I, I don't know who this guy is, where he's from, but he writes some cracking tunes. This is a tune. Well, let's give this one a listen. This is Wooloo and Lex Amor and South.
That's South London vocalist, multi-instrumentalist and producer, Woo Lu, uh, with South. Uh, what did you think of that, boys? I love that. I love that. And did, did Riley play this on his show or the one before? Don't, no, he's not played this one. He played um, the previous one that I'd put on. on the yeah. I can't remember the name of it. But, um... Morgan Simpson of Black Midi. Um, I don't know if you're fans of Black Midi, they've been on the playlist, but yeah, Morgan Simpson is the drummer for him. Ah, oh, right, okay. Uh, that's starting to make sense again with Mark Riley. Then. Ah, there you go. Saying it's uh, garnering plaudits from the media with protest track South. Oh, it's a protest track. Um, and fusing pivot to punk and left field hip hop with a political voice has been truly transformative. Now, if there's anyone that's new, fresh sounding, it's definitely him and not Dirty Sound Magmin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, think, I think we can agree on that. But I, I love that, yes. But yeah, so that, that's the number three's done. So um, thank you very much, chaps. I think I think that was a strong third there. Mm. Um, so the next one, Holy F-U-C-K. <laughs> um, Angus Drew and Palms Tracks. Deleters, Palms Tracks Remix. Was it Woody's, I think? Put it on. Um, yes, I believe it was. He's come back. Well, as we've said before, when he puts something on, it's generally really good, isn't it? Because he doesn't put much on. So I, I know of these, but I don't know a great deal about them, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, it's just a tune. Put it on. Here we go. Holy fuck, deleters. Tickle my parsnips tonight. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good, isn't it? Yeah, good. Yeah, that kind of. I, I, obviously, I heard it when when it came into the top three, but it did kind of pass me by a little bit in the playlist. No, but I think it's one of those ones that it, it, it's not going to grab your attention if you, if it's just playing in the background. It would just, you know, it's nice. But I think I've got. Um, well, 
it's my new crow at rock i've developed a, <laughs> a trend for slightly dancey electro pop you have over the last three in. months yeah <laughs> <laughs> is that an influence on on us and the show or is that no just... idea no idea but yeah stooky did that get your thumbs up yeah, it just um, again, you know, when you sit and listen to it properly, it's that's it just draws you in. I think it's quite a sort of a laid back track, so it's not going to grab my yes. attention normally. Mm. Uh, it, if I was playing in the background, I wouldn't particularly notice it. But yeah, put it on the stage, put the spotlight on it. I like it. So, um, so yeah. So then, Stooky, you're number two. Yep. For this month, Crystal Fairy, Drugs on the Bus. This is another Woody one. So Wood is absolutely cleaning up the number twos, which is not a great job to have. <laughs> and this is Crystal Fairy, and she likes to take her drugs off the bus. Alternative rock supergroup, apparently. Yeah. Crystal Fairy, Drugs on the Bus. Mm. Melvin's Dale Crover. And, and your favourite, uh, Mars Volta. Yes, yes. <laughs> and um, Terry Genderbender of Le Boucherette. That doesn't mean anything to me, I'm afraid, but obviously Dale Crover and someone else from the Melvins. Is, um... Yeah, quite heavy for you. You know, as a teenager, you listen to a lot of heavy stuff. So that, that's the weird thing. And, and take note, DSM. That has taken a 70s vibe, and you that would never have been made in the 70s. That the, yeah. the guitar riff 
yeah absolutely but yeah everything around it and even the singing it's doing its own thing and it's i, I just really like it it's quite it's quite a difficult one to pin down exactly i mean you could say doom rock but i don't know it just i think it evades categorization it was um one of those ones lurking around my shortlist mm. and weirdly i sort of came to the conclusion it was a bit too heavy for my liking but <laughs> but you know yeah how did I, you find it stooky how did you find it well woody added it woody's yeah so i just went on the playlist and listened to it <laughs> that's where i found it oh balls up again well, did you want me to tell you where i found my phone sorry sorry um yeah but that's it's five years old that song oh, that's not my fault <laughs> yeah okay no i didn't realize that I'll, well it's a good job that we uh, swapped out my other choice because that was uh, 18 months so uh, <laughs> So if, we, if we're trying to be on the cutting edge of new music, then uh, I'm, I'm failing. But what do you reckon to this? So the bio says uh, real added value came from Genderbender, whose free association lyrics and swooping, sneering vocals gave the impression of a punk Kate Bush. Wow. Yeah. Punk Kate Bush. Yeah. Uh, uh, it wouldn't have occurred to me, but I'm like, maybe. Oh, I don't know. In places. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that gets a thumbs up from everyone. And this final one for my number two is... Perks or P-I-R-X makeshift heat. This has got it's a toe tapper as well. It's got a funky bit of synth in somewhere, I think. Have a listen. Let's talk about it after. We are outside of space, we are outside of time. Thoughts are boundless. We feel nothing. Was German band there, Perks? Ah, the German of it. They're German. Perks, then. Perks. I have a feeling that that came from a Bandcamp email. That's where I found that. Wow. 
200 monthly listeners, Larry. I was going to say 200 listeners. So if there's a band for our listeners to latch onto and follow and give them a bit of a boost, it's that one. Mm. Yes, which is 199 more listeners than we have. <laughs> we can only look up at their heady, heady heights of success and dream. <laughs> course that, that fan landed in your inbox Laoni, and we wouldn't have uh, we wouldn't have been privileged to hear that i really like that no it's good isn't it um it, it's very good have you heard listen to any other stuff i haven't no no neither yeah. have i but i am going to if it's got a band camp email thrown at me it's at least an ep or an album on its way out not necessarily a physical release but at yeah. least a digital um yeah. Oh, we've already heard about John's physical releases onto his keyboard. So it's <laughs> well, you're the one that said you'd, you'd come across dirty keyboards in your time. No, not personally. When like when trying to fix them. Oh right, team. okay. So you you're mopping up someone else's mess. Is that what you're saying? Is that what your job involves? So anyway, coming back to the physical release. Um, so they have <laughs> they have released an album and they have released an EP. Right. Well, this is probably whatever's most recent. This isn't actually off the EP, strangely enough. So the EP was 2020 and the album was uh, 2022. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, gentlemen. So we're coming on to the top tier now for uh, September and Les Big Bird. So Steve put this on, didn't he? Um, he did, yeah. He did. I thought Steve had a good month, actually. Yeah, I wasn't going to do this because, again, it's me reverting to type, but too good, too good again mm. to uh, ignore. It's a, it's a good value tune as well. Steve does like his good value tunes, then it's 7 <laughs> minutes 27 again. Absolutely. Here we go. This is Les Big Bird and Eyes Like Dead Stars.
confession to make there about Les Big Bird. They were, they, they were there. They were going to be there for me. But one of you's beat me to well. Both of you's beat me to it. So <laughs> I'm glad you did, really, as well. Is it um, Les Big Bird? I thought they might be French, but apparently no, they were Swedish. Swedish. Yeah, so it would be Les. Um, no, that's proper proggy um, garage, isn't it? Proggy psych, whatever you want to call it. Yes, very, very much up your street, I think. Yeah. I think it's sort of up all our streets, isn't it? Yeah. It is. I'm getting down that street a bit further now. There's so much to like about that, though, isn't it? I mean, you just like the bass line, John. It's just... It is good. Big, is fat good. bass bopping along. But I love all the sounds, all the, the, the weird textures yeah. and sound effects yes. and that, yeah, just yeah. throughout. I mean, they've had some very strange uh, album names. They Worship Cats. Yes. Ir- Ir- Iran, Iraq, Ikea. <laughs> That's, yeah, the mind boggles that. Okay, so second for you, Stu, the Wave Weave? Weave Wave, yeah, who who knows? Who knows? And and Graham Coxon, of course, yeah. And Rose Eleanor Dougal, I have to be honest, I have not heard of her before, but it's a lovely name. It's not his second, it's his first. It's my first. Sorry, so this is your first, Stu. This is the Wee Wave, and can I call you? up lovely in the middle doesn't it it does and it carries on from there as well yeah it's tuned so rose ellen dougal i had i knew the name but she's 
worked with um, Mark Ronson and all sorts of people. Has she? Apparently, yeah. yeah. And obviously, we know Graham Coxon. So, yep. Are you a fan of Graham Coxon's solo stuff? Can't say I've really heard much. He did that soundtrack for a couple of years ago that I was. Yeah. Um... A fictitious band that was. Um, I can't remember the name of him. I, um, I went to see him live one year at the V Festival, and he was in a tent, and he was headlining. And I went to see him. I think it was, you know, when he brought out Freaking Out. Like, I'm really yeah. freaking out. Yeah. Well, that, that was song. his solo album, wasn't it? That was... Yeah. And there's about 10 people in the tent. You're kidding. It was, it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe how empty it was, but it was mm. absolutely ace. It was like having him play right in front of you. And everyone that was there, obviously, to see him and loved it. And I think some artists probably would have said, fuck this, and like, done a shit show but he's done yeah. such a wicked gig and yeah. i loved it and it was one of my best memories i think of yeah. of the v festival is just having like an artist like that like absolutely yeah. yeah yeah it's brilliant. yeah and he's a top guitarist i mean you know oh yeah i think he's so individual as well uh, so he's turning into a bit of a, G- a johnny ma really sort of you know just collabing mm. with various Flut- other fluttering. artists yeah absolutely yeah yeah and and soundtracks and things um from what i've been gathered yeah, he did. He did the the soundtrack for that TV series in the. Um... Yeah, the TV series was I. I'm not okay with this. I think it was called. It was on Netflix. Oh um... no, there was another one I was thinking of. Oh right. Maybe, maybe he's done a few. Um, there was one was called something like um, I don't know, uh, fuck the world or something like that. Something about the fucking world or something. Oh yeah, that was that was the Channel Four thing, wasn't it? The um, yeah. End of the fucking world. End of that's it. End yeah, of the yeah. Fucking world. Yeah, that was ace. That was excellent. Well, funnily enough, actually, the American thing, the I'm not okay with this, I think was made by the same guy. Um, uh, okay. And Netflix uh... had picked it up and obviously done like an American, it wasn't an American version of it because it was a different story, but it was a very similar kind of vibe. So, yes, that makes sense if he did the soundtrack to both. Can I just enlighten you about something? The wave is Graham Coxon and Rose Eleanor Dougal. So that's the name of their right. band. That's what I took it of, actually. And then once we started talking about it, I was going to say, is the wave someone else and them, them too? But um, mm. no, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. So my final one for this one was, uh, the track's called Continuous Hinge. Non Pluton. Yeah, they must be French. Steve put this on, by the way, Laney. Oh, um, right, yeah. Just a bass line on this. Listen to the dun 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 dun. I've been it's been in my earworm all week. No, I was glad to see this. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, uh, just just yeah, just listen to it. Non pluton continuous hinge.
post-punk indie band there, Non Pluton, yeah. or Non Plus Temps, depending on where you are in the world. That was very much close to my shortlist, so I was glad to see it on. It's so reminiscent of um, The Slits or something like that, even early PIL. But... Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've started getting into Pill, mate. I've really started getting into Pill. Well, listen to Metal Box, but let, go let, go and listen to The Slits, you know, that it, sounds, yeah. it sounds like that. It's just dub, dub reggae with a... You know, a punk thing going on. They're from uh, West Oakland, apparently. It says about the uh, the track "Non Plus Non Plus Temps" uh, is a garbled curse on time, which we mainly experience in relation to the wage, whether or not we're getting one. We're all racing and raging against meaningless gig work. What? So there we go. So uh, yeah, but apparently they're um, there's a sextet, uh, and uh, they're all about sort of uh, Marxism. Interesting. So there we go. <laughs> and then that was it. <laughs> on that note. They've got an album out on the 4th of November called Desire Choir, apparently. So only a couple of weeks to go. Right, and well, thank you very much for your top three there, chaps. Um, and as I mentioned before, really, at the start of the show, um, tomorrow is National Album Day. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the theme for tomorrow is debut albums, and that's what we're going to focus on ourselves coming up shortly. But yeah, they're releasing 26 different albums tomorrow, HMV. And one of them was October by U2. <laughs> that wasn't even a debut album. No, that, that was the second, one, second album. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> HMV fucked up on <laughs> So we've, we've actually trying to do a little bit of a tribute here, but it's been hard work. I've got to be honest, I've really had to think about this myself. How did you, mm. you boys find it? Difficult. There was quite a few to go up. I found it difficult just to remember debut albums, to be honest. <laughs> I did. I had to do some research. I mean, for a long time, I always felt that I always felt disappointed after debut albums that the, the follow-ups often I didn't get into as much. But um, no, in the end, there was one clear, clear one for me which Lanny and I kind of discussed there was just, you know sometimes a, an album just gets into you gets under your skin yeah and it just stays there for for, for not just years decades wow and you know despite multiple plays it still resonates for whatever reason yes I've gone into deep thought about mine and I meant when I mentioned mine to yeah I'll go into why and the reasons why it's, it's not just about music is about the situation time in your life or whatever happened well, absolutely added context yeah yeah helps and it makes it more memorable this is the thing uh, you know I, I fear that there couldn't be an album that sort of resonated so much with me as the album i've chosen and and, uh, and albums of that period yeah you're really building this up too man it's gonna be it's gonna be good this is, uh... i can say are, are we doing yours first you no 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 it's all... <laughs> <laughs> i'll shut up in a minute Save it. All I'm saying is, and particularly with your, yours, actually, Chris, is even more so because what? how old were you when you first heard this? Well, this is what I'm coming to, but... Keep it in the box. Keep it in the box. Go on then, uh, Lowney. So you're thinking for your debut album. Yeah. So honourable mentions, or almost runs, were Piper at the Gates of Dawn by Pink Floyd. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Although, you might be excused for thinking it's a very different band that recorded that album. Um, Unknown Pleasures by Joy Division. I decided not to go with that because... Too obvious? Well, I don't think we need to talk about that album any more than it's been talked about, do we? Um, it's, it's a brilliant album. It's a brilliant debut. Have you got the oven gloves? Um, <laughs> yeah. 
um, what I've gone with, and as Stu previously mentioned, is to do with what things were happening in your life at the time and what something means to you because of when you first heard it mm -hmm. is Damn Damn Damned by The Damned. Because I was about 11 with an older brother wow. who, you know, got me into punk alongside Nevermind the Bollocks. This is probably my introduction into punk. I should point out I wasn't 11 in 1977 as well. I was... <laughs> <laughs> you were 11 when you discovered it. Yeah, it was, I just started the first year at school, so yeah. 1983. You just started the first year at school? Secondary school, yeah. Oh, right, I was about to Secondary. say, not five years old. Your brother's plying you with punk records and Dutch pistols and shit. No, no, although that would have been 1977, I was five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to talk a bit about them and, and the album. Please do. The other reason I picked it, aside of the personal connection, is there's quite a bit to unpack with them. They're, compared to... Pistols and the Clash, they're fairly underrated and go unnoticed, even though they're one of the original three UK punk bands. They got the first single out, they got the first album out. I think they were the first UK punk band to split up. <laughs> wow. They even beat the Sex Pistols to that. Did they? Wow. That's pretty impressive. They went to America before anyone else, um, and they kind of didn't care that they were on the edge of it all as well. They were groundbreaking, weren't they? They didn't do the politics thing that the others tried to do, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, they were, in my opinion, a very underrated, very underrated band. And still much so, because I, sorry, I hadn't listened to this album in full, but it's a great album. Stooky? So when did The Damned, they were London band, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they formed mid-76, but they were very quick off the mark to get stuff going. Um, Brian James, founder member and songwriter of all this album and guitarist, basically formed the band, found Ratscabies, I think. Ratscabies knew Captain Sensible and brought him along. And Vanian was just someone that used to go to gigs that um, I think he auditioned, but they just loved the look of him because he looked like Dracula, Bella Lugosi. <laughs> You know, if you see pictures of him at the time, slick back hair and white face and dark eye makeup and stuff. Brian James, sorry, what I was going to say, Brian James was in bands with Mick Jones. So there is a whole, you know, pre-punk connection right. of various yeah. things. But, um, but yeah, they were just really quick off the mark, I think. I think he'd probably already written the songs and, you know, mm. once he got the band together, they were quite quick at Mm, mm. Also, I suppose worth a mention is they were on Stiff Records. I think this was one of the first albums for Stiff. And being an independent, they could probably do things a bit quicker. Yes. Than CBS with The Clash or, I mean, the Pistols weren't even signed to Virgin at that time because kept getting sacked, you know, so it's probably quite easy for them to get this out. True punk album, though, you know, rather than going after the dolly, you know. True punk spirit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In terms of the tracks... Well, do you want to hear ours first, our favourite ones, before you spill the beans? Well, you could do. Um, I was going to say there's two obvious tracks, which are singles, um, which I deliberately haven't gone for because they're very well known. This is where he shows us up, John. <laughs> no, well, go on. It'll be interesting to hear what you've picked. So. Well, my favourite one on this album was I4. Right. Yeah. Okay. Is that a single? 
No, no, no. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, for me, it was Fan Club, which probably was a single. No, that wasn't a oh. single either. No, the wow. singles were New Rose and Neat, Neat, Neat. Okay. Neat, Neat, Neat is the opening track, and it is a great yes, song. But I thought I, I didn't go for the obvious one. And New Rose is, um, is the first single. But the one I've gone with is actually, and I did deliberate over this, but it's a Stooges cover version, as a lot of the bands at the time were doing. Yes. Called I Feel Alright. And, and that's the last last on the album, isn't it? It is, yes. It's the closer. Well, here we go. This is The Damned and I Feel Alright. Lowney's favourite song off his favourite debut album for <laughs> 2022. Takes him back to being five years old. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. What did you two make of the album as a whole, then? It's an album that I think should be held in more high esteem, really. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The fact that it was the first British punk mm. record, really, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it set the template, you know, and the Sex Pistols get all the, the glory... But, um, yeah, no, it's a, it sets a prototype. Iconic artwork, isn't it? I mean, that album cover. Yes, yeah. 
Uh, I was a bit worried about that, actually. I mean, talk about Plasters Radio, you know. Uh, um, what is going on there? Well, in the, in the context of the time, um, I think they got in a bit of trouble for that. It's just a custard pie fight, isn't it, really? Okay. Which is all they did, I think, for the photo shoot. Yeah. They're a very difficult band to pin down in terms of the sound because it seemed to me, from what I've read, and, and listen, I was aware of The Damned as, as mm. a teenager, but the first time I really heard them was Eloise. Yeah, I hate Eloise. Yeah, well, and I can understand that, but it was like, is this what The Damned sound like? That wasn't what I was expecting. Mm. Basically, Sensible, Captain Sensible left. They then signed to MCA and became a pop band. Right. right. And Eloise was kind of the pinnacle of, of that, really. Sort of goth rock type thing. Yeah, overproduced, la- very much lacking the cutting edge that made them... Famous in the first place. Well, mm. not just famous, just made gave them a, a sound and a fan base, you know. Mm-hmm. Why I like them. Great choice. Great choice, mate. Okay. So in chronological order, and we didn't do this on purpose, Stooky. Your uh... oh, yeah, my honourable mentions. Well, okay, so my number two choice, and it was a close run thing, was Grace by Jeff Buckley, Ooh. which was an album which um, I think it, you know, without him, Radiohead wouldn't have been the same. Uh, he had a massive influence, you know, he, he brought in all that kind of falsetto singing, which just wasn't around before. So, well, love it or hate it, I think he had a huge influence. And But Grace as a track is just, you know, I, I almost picked that just because of that track. But as an album, I don't love every track on it, which is why I didn't go for it. But other contenders, uh, the, the ones that I've, I've absolutely played to death at different times, are The Smiths, Porter's Head, um, Blue Lines by Massive Attack, Moon Safari by Air. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, Dirk Wears White Socks, Adam and Yance. Uh, Parachutes by Coldplay, uh, which I really do still like. The fact I can't stand Coldplay. (laughs) And Five Leaves Left by Nick Drake. So what is your number one debut album? The one I picked is by Neil Finn, he of Crowded House fame. And I was very late to the party with Crowded House, and I really got on board when they had a big advertising campaign, I'm ashamed to say. (laughs) You you probably know more Crowded House than you think. And, Hmm. and, And they're actually right. I bought their best of or whatever. That album, I, and I loved, I really got into Crowded House. But uh, then he came out with a solo album in 98. And I think it was it was just the timing was absolutely right for me. It was a very weird time in my life. Socially was was great. You know, I was in, living in London, but um, work was going absolutely shit. And I was working for a well-known global airline and I was starting to <laughs> use uh, holiday to go traveling and stuff. And I actually, I remember doing the flight to Australia, to Sydney, you know, like 24 hour flight or whatever it was, and being so jet lagged the next day, I just didn't know what to do with myself. So I found this sort of rocky headland by Bondi Beach and I just lay down there and I listened to this album continuously on a loop for, I don't know, several hours. I was too knackered to get up and do anything else. So it's that's kind of experience. It seeps into your subconscious deeply. Um, so I've got no objective view of this album. Other people might think it's utter, utter shit. I don't know, but it's there for But me. it's special to you. And that's what it's about, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's really difficult to pick a favourite track from it. Uh, the album's uh, Try Whistling This, which is a joke because... You know, Neil Finn, known for writing catchy tunes, mm. and he set out to not write catchy tunes, and the joke is obviously ended up writing some 
very catchy tunes. Catchy tunes. And that's my favourite track. The, the, the album track is my favourite track on that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um, and everything he does, you can play on the acoustic guitar. And I used to spend hours playing Crowded House stuff and that. But, but also the other thing about him is that even stuff that he's put out, which um, I haven't liked, and there is there is a fair bit, when he does it live, he elevates everything. He is so good live. I've never heard him do a single song live, which I thought, oh, it's a bit average. Everything is so good. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, very difficult for me to pick a favourite track because it's whichever one I'm listening to at the time. So I've gone with um, this one, which is as good as any, I think, which is Loose Tongue. Here we go. This is Neil Finn and Loose Tongue. Suki, debut album, favourite track, Loose Tongue, Neil Finn. Lonely, yeah, we missed off your favourite track off that album. Yeah, so what was yours, John? Sorry. You went for the title track, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I had about three, sort of all on equal pegging. One was Loose Tongue, one was the title track, and the other one that really jumped out was Souvenir. Yeah, yeah, well, to me, it was a bit of a toss-up between this and Souvenir, so that's interesting yeah. you chose that. Yeah. Uh, what I would say, because I like the album a lot more than I expected to, I'll admit, but that's my prejudice. <laughs> 
Not a crowded house fan then, slowly. <laughs> well, it's weird because I don't really know because all I really know about of them is <laughs> is is that hit. Yes. Yeah, which which doesn't really. What I like about Neil Finn is that he he writes a lot of minor chords. He writes there's a lot of melancholy kind of infused in his songs without it being depressing. Mm. And he writes a lot of minor chord sequences, which I really like. I'm much more of a minor chord guy than major chord guy if uh, if that means anything so that the the two sort of big hits they had with crowded house they are what they are but that doesn't yeah. represent crowded house there's some there's a lot more interesting I'm stuff sure and of course when i went down a bit of a rabbit hole with him i, I think i knew this but i'd completely forgotten that him and his brother were in split ends as well yeah that's right that? yeah well he was his brother's band and then he joined and then uh, had the big hit breakthrough hit yeah and like you say i know johnny mars all over all over him Absolutely, yeah. I think I think his uh, second album, the follow-up to this, had a big impact on Johnny Marr in terms of his career. Mm. But what I was going to say was, um, and I have only listened to it a couple of times, unlike yourself, but it did seem to tail off a bit towards the end. Yeah, what, what I'd say is um, it's, despite this reputation he has as being writing catchy tunes, it's, one, it's a bit like Radiohead. The more you listen, the more it reveals mm. itself. And at the end there's some great tracks they're the ones that like now i i really like because they're not mm. the ones that i particularly got early on yeah um there's a there's one called addicted which is just that's that's right. a straightforward yeah. piano yeah. one yeah. and it's, it's just a cracking tune you know but they don't all reveal themselves they're like magic eye pictures to me well that's always the best way isn't it yeah, yeah. it is it is yeah, yeah. Well, thank you ever so much, Stooky. Which brings me on to my one. Uh, and my honourable mentions now, I'm just going to reel off a whole load of Britpop bands, I think, which might piss you off. But um, that was uh, the, the scene, I suppose, between the ages of 12 and 18. So my honourable mentions, obviously, go with the obvious. You've got the Stone Roses. Mm. Uh, Stereophonics, Word Gets Around. You know how big of an Oasis fan I am. You know, Definitely Maybe is definitely up there, but it's definitely not my favourite. Um, the Verve, A Storm in Heaven. And then my number two, this is one I had to toy with, was Kings of Leon, Youth and Young Manhood. Actually, they were the, probably the band where got, I wanted to be in a band when I went, went to see them and, and heard them and said, oh, this is cool, man. I want to be in a band like, properly. But my number one, um, and again, getting back to that time in your life and what you were doing, was when I was 16, 17 years old in sixth form. And that is uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, BRMC. Oh, where do I start? It was a song, it was an album that I actually bought and brought into the sixth form common room and left it in there. And it was on the CD player for months. And he, even the cool kids who like bummed Day Who Must Not Be Named wanted to borrow it off me. So I kind of got the kudos of, of having this cool album. And uh, uh, in the end, I ended up getting it back and it was all scratched and everything. Yeah, it's, it's a cracking debut. And also I managed to see them live when Oasis played Finsbury Park in 2002. And BRMC were absolutely awesome. They These should really be my favourite band ever because I've got T-shirts that don't fit me. <laughs> got two or three t-shirts of theirs i've probably been to see them 11 or 12 times but yeah they were ace band live as well love the sound stooky what do you think of brmc are you much of a fan well i didn't think i was to be honest i knew very little but i kind of very much stereotyped them in my mind and i thought i'd find it boring to listen to a whole album and i was yeah. dead wrong i mean this is a cracking album 
And I was really surprised at the diversity. They've got their sound. It always sounds like them. But I was really surprised by the diversity. The album's like a journey. It truly dips in and out. It is. It's, it's a great album. It is a proper album. What was your favourite song off the album? Well, mine would have been What You've Picked. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, great minds think alike, mate. Which I won't reveal. It just always was. But also Rifles, probably. Yeah. Because it's so good live. Stooky, what was your favourite tune, mate? I, I think very difficult to call, actually, because it's, it's it's a very even album. But And Love Burns is a great opener. It is. But I would have to pick probably Red Eyes and Tears Yeah, would be the one. I had to think about this because my favourite track is Whatever Happened to My Rock and Roll. Uh, but Awake as well. Is... I was going to say Awake as well. i tell you the one that I'd completely forgotten about until listened the other day, which is a fucking tune, is Head Up High. Second to last track on the album. Yes. And whatever happened, it is a ballsy, you know, straight out, you know, rock and roll song. But I don't know if you can love a song for its ending, but this song has probably one of the best outros, I think, and we won't get to hear it. It's about a minute and a half outro from about three minutes onwards. Mm. Just the guitars and the soundscape and then, you know, all the effects and, yeah, the textures, it's, it's amazing. So this is... Black Rebel Motor Soccer Club and whatever happens to my rock and roll. Yeah. 
fell in love with the sweet sensation. I gave my heart to a simple chord. I give my soul to a new religion. What have happened to you, my JLS show? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the lyrics in that song as well are just amazing. As yeah, well. it is. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Their lyrics, their songwriting, they are brilliant songwriters. Yeah, I, I well. totally agree. They draw you in, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that completes our our debut albums, and I have gotta say, what an eclectic mix there. We got a bit of punk, a bit of acoustic rock. Is that how would you categorise Neil Finn? Oh, Jesus, I would say it's uh, adult orientated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, yeah, I would. Music for grown ups. Well, it is. It is. Mm. It's not something that kids are going to get into, is it? Right, and well, that's Nad's done for another year. We'll have to come back to that next uh, next year, and maybe the theme will go along with what the theme is, which was debut albums for this year. Let's get back to our uh, our normal show in the normal format, and this is Hidden Sleeve. What's up, your? What's up, your? What's a hidden sleeve, I hear you asking, Jane? Well, what is a hidden sleeve, Stu? We've had a lot of new new listeners join us <laughs> recently. so And a lot of postcards. Um, yeah, postcards. Ask us signed autographs. Yeah, keep the postcards coming in from all over the world. We can't reply <laughs> to all of them, but we'll do our best. So hidden sleeve is basically tracks from the Guns playlist that we think have probably gone a bit under the radar, unnoticed, or something a bit quirky and different. Might not necessarily be fourth choice. It, it could be nothing to do with that, but uh, that's the basics. So something perhaps a bit of a surprise. Yeah, the underrepresented. And it's whipped out from a hidden sleeve or something like that. I don't know quite how the analogy works. It's just the names too. It's just the name, yeah. Don't think about it too <laughs> deeply. Lowney, then you're up. Yep, so uh, honourable mentions for September. Um, Jeff Tweedy. Half asleep. Ooh, yes. Mm, yeah. Good track. Was my number four as well. Um, so that was my number four. Was it right? We've got um, Empire's Falling, which was the first single off the new Black Angels album. Calibro Thirty-five. Um, Okie dokie. I think that was one of yours, Stooky, possibly. Is it? I can't remember. That one. Ballad of Sacco and something or other. What I'm going to go with is Bill Callahan. Coyote. Was that Steve-O? Uh, it was, obviously. Of yeah. course. <laughs> and unless it's a compilation, it looks like he's got a new album. Eh? Right then, so this is Bill Callahan and Coyotes. Yes, I am.
sleep She sleeps later And later As she gets older Of Nick Drake there coming through. Definitely. There is actually, yeah, good spot, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Callahan, I knew nothing about until I joined the Guns Crew. Did you not know the Smog? No, I didn't know anything about him. It was only like Steve put me onto them, sent a playlist that he'd done. Was, did they have Smog on as well? It was Smog as well, yeah. You know, so up my street, really. Rear kid, man. That's that's the beauty of the group, isn't it? No more to say on it, really. It's just just a just a tune, isn't it? It's a yeah, Sunday yeah. afternoon chill out tune, that is, yeah, man. Just sit yeah. back after having your roast dinner. and You lean back on the chaise long and you look at your uh, wife and say, <laughs> Tonight's the night. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your hidden sleeve there, uh, Lowney. No worries. And Stooky, on to your one for this month, your honourable mentions, please. Not many, actually. A couple. The Hypnagogue by The Church. Now, I remember The Church in the 80s. They were an Aussie band. I never heard any of this stuff. I do remember them, you know, kids sort of being into them. So the fact they're still going and they're still churning out tunes, and I think that's an absolute tune. So if you didn't recall it, then I'll check it out. It's uh, it's pretty impressive stuff cool. for guys who are in probably their fourth decade or something of making music. So a couple of other ones, uh, A Thousand Lives by Murder Capital. I didn't get into Murder Capital initially, but... You're getting into the now. The last few... I don't know, two or three releases. I really right up my street. Uh, and then finally, the drop by sports team. And that's another band I sort of didn't massively get into, but I'm starting to warm to them. So there you go. Cool. But uh, yeah, my um, my hidden sleeve is The Hoarder. Now, my question is, did you clock this one, either of you? I'd forgotten about it until you've mentioned it, but yeah. And it's sort of, it's sort of track that could annoy maybe a bit of a um, great or great. I, I love it, and I thought I thought when I first heard it, it, it made me laugh. And I thought this is just one of those tracks you hear once, and then it becomes boring after that. But I played it a number of times, and I still I think it's poetry, <laughs> modern poetry. Right here we go. This is Rains and the Hoarder. Flat batteries in a brandy keg, a suitcase full of broken pegs, twenty-seven quid and coppers, a bag of rubber bottle stoppers, a wicker basket full of rocks, prosthetics in a plastic box, a dressing from an old procedure, a gallon bucket of Swarfiga, a diorama of the Queen, a stack of Jackie magazines, mandala tapestry and tatters, jam jars of my fecal matter, a tumulus of cracker toy, pajamas made of corduroy, a ladder without any rungs, components for an iron lung, some pills for animal sedation, adapter for the first PlayStation, a tea towel from the QE2, another tube of super glue. And tell me then, why is it so? I cannot stand to let it go.
backyard Your poster of the Shangri-La ale bottle full of teeth A brown and rivet Christmas wreath A standard lamp without a shade A Stanley knife without a blade The wrapper of every sweet I ate From 82 to 88 Tubes of hair removal wax Instructions for a Betamax A handle from a broken truck A fringing from a Persian rug A barrel of blown speaker cones A rash-inducing men's cologne An industrial crate of baby lotion All the letters I've never opened From the kids, from my mum From my wife, for she gave up Lobby cards. Did he just say jars of my fecal matter? He did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So literally yeah. he's describing items in a hoarder's house exactly. from exactly. a BBC show. Yeah. What, what, what I think makes it work uh, is that he's, he's saying the, each one so quickly. It's a bit like Tim Vine telling jokes, you know, like one-liners. They come yes. so thick and fast. Mm. Your brain's still scrambling to make sense of what he's just said, and he's launched the next one. To process it, yeah. That is ace. I would, like, totally pass me by again. That's the whole point of Hidden Sleeve. It is. Did you like that, uh, Lenny? I did, yeah. yeah. I don't think it got near my top three, but it certainly stuck out when I was listening to it and thought, yeah, this is a this is a good tune. And made me laugh a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 324 listeners a month, apparently. Do you want to hear my honorable mentions after that? Um, I've got, Lenny, you've come up quite a bit here. Uh, it's Paul Sulfur, Swish Switch, Dr. Shaw's on Real Practice, Happy 2000 Behind Closed Doors. I've got Proof of Life, Gold Dust, Nine Block Camper Van, Murder Capital, Sneak Dinner again, Stooky. I really wanted to play this one of my own, Stella Redino Charmed, because it's got a great guitar riff at the start. And then I was going to play the wedding present, We All Came From The Sea, mm-hmm. but I won't. So yeah, this one is Mark Ribillet and Fuck Donald Trump. And uh, this is one that uh, Woody put on. Just caught my ear. Obviously, it's, it's a bit of a protest song. Noise. Here we what? go. Drums? Trump! Holy shit. Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump! Fuck Donald Trump, yo! Fuck Donald Trump! Fuck Donald Trump, baby! Fuck Donald Trump! Fuck Donald Trump, baby. 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 You're a stupid motherfucker embarrassing the whole country. Fuck you, you piece of shit. You little son of a bitch. You think you're just going to get up in the morning and tweet out some bullshit? No one wants to hear it. No one wants to see it. Fuck Donald Trump. 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 Fuck Donald Trump!
So there you go, that's Mark Rubier. Um He's a French-American based, come from Dallas, Dallas. Uh, he's based in New York at the moment. And he creates his songs on the fly, apparently. I was just going to ask that. I was saying, I hope that's the whole point of that, is that it's a um, loop station thing. Mm. It is, yeah, it's a loop station. and uh, He's also known as Loop Daddy, actually, funny enough. But, um, yeah, it's all improv, kind of live on yeah, the yeah. fly stuff, which is, to be honest, that's not bad for a first effort. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I can't say I'll be listening to it again, but it does make you laugh, and it makes you laugh out loud. He's got the lyrics spot on, hasn't he? I was giggling to myself, John, that you said you're not going to get into the politics of it, though. It's not like you can avoid the <laughs> <things. laughs> yeah. So we've lost all our Swiss listeners. We've lost all of our Iranian, Iraqi, and possibly some <laughs> IKEA worker listeners. <laughs> and now you've just alienated half of America. Yeah. <laughs> well, nutty half, to be fair. Gentlemen. That concludes. I uh, have a thought for the playout tune, unless anyone else has got one. I was uh, going to suggest happy thought. Uh, happy, what's it called? Happy. Uh, happy talk. Happy talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want. Yeah. Yeah. By Captain. Dun, 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 dun. Cool man. If we have to. <laughs> <laughs> right then, I love you and leave you. Good night. Good luck and God bless. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, chaps. Cheers. See you later. Bye. to say i met a couple of swiss lads when i was uh, traveling um, in nepal and they they were really uh, nice blokes really really cool guys they actually left me because they had to leave the uh, country and they left me a 
carrier bag full of uh, weed. <laughs> oh, wicked, man. Nice. A carrier bag full of weed. I know. It's like, Jesus Christ, I'm not, not here for that long. <laughs> I did the best I could with it, let's put it that way, and then passed it on when uh, when I had to go. It's probably still doing the rounds. <laughs> 